Breaking It Down with Frank McKay. This is 1039 LI News Radio. I'd like to welcome everyone to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here. So much more importantly, Dr. Laura W. Cheever is our very special guest. And today is Black HIV AIDS Awareness Day. And uh, the the important work of Dr. Cheever and and her colleagues and so many others um, is is a year long process. It's a twenty four seven process. But February seventh is is the day that is uh, is the actual day of awareness. Uh, so we we thank uh, Dr. Cheever for all she's doing, and we also welcome her today to breaking it down. Dr. Cheever, how are you? Great. Thanks for having me. Well, thrilled to have you. And, uh, you know, w- what a well-spent um, uh, life uh, that you are, uh, you are having, uh, still going strong. And, uh, and you, you've got to wake up uh, every morning thinking that you're, uh, you're spending your time wisely. Yeah, well, I'm really excited because I started taking care of patients with HIV in 1990 where everyone pretty much died within a fairly short period of time that I saw, and now people can live long, healthy, productive lives with HIV. I remember when when Magic Johnson announced that he had, uh, he, he had come down with HIV. I mean, everyone, myself included, uh, we all, uh, you know, everybody was in tears because they figured it was a death sentence and that, uh, and that was, it was all over and that we, uh, we would never see Magic Johnson past a year or two years. And, and I think uh, the fact that he's alive and well um, says, uh, says great things for what's going on with the research. But at the same time, I guess I worry that people are going to take it lightly and just say, well, you know, it's over, you know, it's cured, it's, it, it's not. And if you can give us where we are in the, in the fight at this point, uh, we would we'd be uh, very appreciative. Yes, I think there is a lot of complacency about HIV because people are not dying at the same rate. That said, we continue to have um, HIV infections in the United States, and uh, we really have the tools we need today to end the epidemic. I think uh, the first important thing to say is that about one in eight Americans that have HIV don't know they have it, which means they are not on those life-saving drugs and could have been in the hospital very sick and even dying of HIV today. That still happens. So getting tested is important. But second, if someone is living with HIV, that there are drugs. There's now one pill once a day for most people diagnosed with HIV that can suppress the virus in their body, which means that they will live a near-normal lifespan. And if that virus is suppressed, um, they have effectively no risk of transmitting HIV sexually to someone else. So it's really important to get tested, and if you, are, if you do test positive, to get onto HIV treatment. The program I work in, the Ryan White HIV AIDS program, provides uh, free or low-cost care to people who can't afford to get HIV care on their own. So there's no excuse around insurance. Um, or being uninsured, all of that, we have good mechanisms to get people HIV care and treatment. In the African-American community, uh, there seems to be an alarming rate of, uh, of HIV um, in, or at least, uh, it, you know, it, where, where it becomes uh, AIDS. Uh, give us a little background on that. Is it higher in the African-American community than it is in, uh, in, in other communities? Um, yes, it is. So in um, 2019, which is the last 
uh, year we have really solid data from the CDC, about uh, African Americans represented about 13% of the U.S. population, but 40% of the people living with HIV and 41% of the new infections that year. So uh, it is definitely uh, deep in the African American community, as a lot of health disparities are. But as I said, we can do things to help reverse that, and we need to be doing more. Yeah, it's it's a very disturbing number, and it's a, it's an alarming number uh, when you know when you look at it just on its surface. It's a, it's alarming. Uh, let me remind folks that are just tuning in or maybe turning on their radios a little late. Dr. Laura W. Cheever is our very special guest, and uh, you are listening to her on on February seventh, which is uh, officially Black HIV AIDS Awareness Day, and. Uh, for those who didn't know, there was uh, there was such a day. I, you know, don't feel bad. Uh, this is why we're talking about it. I didn't know either, and and uh, and thankfully, uh, Dr. Cheever and others are are picking up the ball and running with it. Um, Frank McKay here with Dr. Cheever. I, doctor, the the outlook on where we are now compared to even say three years ago or five years ago, um, are you are you optimistic? Is there light at the end of the tunnel? Yes. So obviously, the um, uh, the pandemic has impacted our, our ability to get people tested for HIV, which is the first and most important step, our very important step in getting people on onto treatment. So uh, the pandemic has impacted that, but the pandemic has also brought us some really exciting innovations. People can now get HIV tests uh, mailed to their home. A lot you can have uh, medical care through telemedicine for some people, which helps increase some people's ability to access care easily. So a lot of good things have happened. And probably most importantly, we have something called pre-exposure prophylaxis or PrEP. So for someone who um, tests negative for HIV but is at high risk for acquiring HIV, um, they can either take one pill once a day or get a shot every two months to help prevent them from acquiring HIV in the first place. So we can we can have better testing now because people can get have tests sent to their home. We have better prevention for those who test negative, and treatment is literally one pill once a day for almost everyone. So treatment is, couldn't be easier than it is now. So those three things together really um, give me a tremendous amount of encouragement, and I am really excited that we can end the epidemic in this country in the next 10 years if we have the political will and can really activate communities to work in that direction. You stole my thunder. I was going to say the pandemic must have had a huge effect on on treatment and on testing, uh, because I, you know you don't. Uh, we're not hearing about anything else, uh, disease wise, except right. uh, coronavirus, and it's uh, it's really taken its toll in so many ways, and some you know some ways rightfully, but um, other causes uh, suffer from this. Uh, do you see that? Um, coming to uh, to an end anytime soon or does it depend on different variants and and so forth do we uh, do we expect to get some kind of uh to, to get some kind of place with hiv where it was talked about you know prior to the pandemic yeah so um so it is a concern obviously that that people really did not get preventive care or a lot of health care uh, during the first part of the pandemic but now i think it is uh with the way that uh, we have masking and vaccination, that it really is safe to go back into your doctor's office and get routine medical care. And as I said, I think we need to really capitalize on things we learned during the pandemic, like using telemedicine and getting uh, and getting uh, uh, 
tests sent to people's homes so they can do self-testing for HIV. I think all of that um, um, has really helped us. It also, you know, as we talked about earlier, there are tremendous disparities in um, in a lot of healthcare, including we saw that during the COVID pandemic for minority populations, and we see that in HIV. So I'm hoping over time people are going to be more aware of these um, disparities and do what they can to overcome them. For example, in the Ryan White HIV AIDS program where I work, um, we provide uh, medical care, uh, medications, but we also provide essential support services, things like emergency housing or funding to keep the lights on or emergency food or transportation to medical visits to really help reduce health disparities, which we've done really effectively so that African Americans in the Ryan Way program um, do really well in terms of breaching viral suppression. About 87% of people that come in at least once African Americans in the year for medical care will achieve that viral suppression, which is so important. Dr. Cheever, I want to congratulate you on all the great work that you've done, and uh, I want to thank you very much for being here as well as everything you've done. Can you give us a website, a, a social media site, someplace where we could follow along with what you do year-round, not just today? Yes. So for anyone who has HIV who wants to get medical care, uh, they can go to hab, H-A-B dot hrsa, H-R-S-A dot gov, and, it's, and uh, there's a widget there where they can put in their zip code and find free or low-cost HIV care near them. Dr. Chiva, thank you very much for being here. Thanks so much for having me today. Dr. Laura W. Cheever has been our very special guest. Uh, today, February 7th, is Black HIV AIDS Awareness Day. And, uh, you know, again, it, it's so easy to become complacent with everything that uh, that is going on in the world, and also, uh, you know, the the point we I made uh, about um, Magic Johnson. I think because Magic Johnson was such a beloved figure, still such a beloved uh, figure, figure, and that he was uh, he was the face of HIV when he announced, and the fact that he's alive and well. I mean, it's uh, it, it's probably easy to get complacent, but I think uh, Magic Johnson. Um, is uh, is a good reason why we should uh, get involved with what Dr. Cheever is doing. There's a lot of folks that aren't as as fortunate as as Magic Johnson, and uh, and if if they become aware of the testing and uh, and and they're certainly aware that they have it, they can take the treatment. So anyway, I, I want to thank you all for tuning in. Dr. Laura W. Cheever has been our very special guest, and once again, it's Black HIV. AIDS Awareness Day, February 7th. Frank McKay signing off. We'll see you all next time on Breaking It Down.